0: hello there happy sunday it is nick zangle coming to you live from california for this recap and react to episode 14 of season 11 of real housewives of beverly hills this episode is titled lips unsealed in reference to the rena beauty launch lunch in where the girls unseal their lips regarding their beefs with one another without further ado let's jump right in so We kick off this episode with Delilah, Amelia, and Delilah's boyfriend, I.L. Booker, of Love Island reality TV show Fame, where they pull up to Lisa Renna's house, the Hamlin household, in his dream car, greeted by Lisa Renna, AKA Miss Harry Hamlin. Which, upon an inquiry from Lisa Renna, we learn, excuse me, I didn't change the picture, um, that they obtained the car from a quote unquote friend of Amelia's which we are left to assume is the friend being Scott she is actually dating. Now the four of them then head to the garage where we revisit the wardrobe archives of Lisa Renna from years past to see Amelia and Delilah looking through items and trying them on as Lisa jokes with Ayel about the status of his relationship with her daughter Delilah and what their future holds. Now in her confessional, Lisa Renna, shares how her husband Harry Hamlin has said he would not object to A.L. marrying Delilah and how they as parents think that he is good for her. However, Lisa and Harry cannot say the same thing for Amelia who we know is dating Scott Disick where Lisa Renna asks why can't it be Harry Styles? Why the fuck does it have to be Scott Disick? Now as the girls are trying on things. Uh, and modeling for the group we learn that harry hamlin is cheap most of the time except when it comes to fashion for her his husband his wife lisa renna and clearly it is wasn't the worst investment considering the dresses now fit their daughters like gloves and lisa reflects on the girls in the scene as children and now as adults and kind of reminiscing and, and talking about how she thinks they're some of the coolest people now in her life so next, the group heads to the backyard of the house to catch up and we learn that IL sent Renna Beauty lip kit to his stepmom and Lisa shares that Crystal is hosting the Rena Beauty lunch laun- lunch in at her house where Lisa Renna in her confessional theorizes maybe Crystal offered to host because Lisa's house brings back some bad memories of recent events where Crystal and Sutton got into heated discussions with one another and a few episodes back now we are before we head to the next scene actually i wanted to point out one thing which is lisa's daughters look way different than i remember and i mean but then again look who their mom is regarding any cosmetic procedures and how she has embraced that of course launching a lip kit but although i am pointing out looks with these people i deep down don't really care what you do with your body but it was just shocking to see since I don't really follow them on Instagram or on social media and we haven't seen them on the show as much recently to see the contrast and maybe this could also be a combo of them growing up more since we saw them last some cosmetic procedures maybe some trickery with makeup and things and maybe even having for lack of a better term more stuff on the bones if you will as we know of them being open about their years of over the years about body image issues and eating disorders so maybe this is lisa and her daughters on the other side of that obstacle in their lives all right we are now at crystals where she is making appetizers with her housekeeper lucy before dorit arrives to catch up with crystal post christmas and new year holidays away from everyone where dorit shares how much she enjoys crystals cooking videos on instagram in particular the traditional chinese ones now, as they are in their kitchen, in Crystal's kitchen, get, uh, Crystal is giving Dorit a glimpse into the setup of the Rena Beauty lunch-in in her backyard, where in her confessional, Crystal shares she loves hosting because it scratches her controlling, planning, scheduling itch, and in normal times, she says that she would be hosting up to three parties, three different parties a week at her house. Now, I did peep in this scene, you can see here on the on the counter some real cocoa logos on these mugs and bottles on the counter which is crystal's coconut water company that i heard her talk about and confirm that it is her company on the juicy scoop podcast with heather mcdonald that she did an interview with recently which we haven't really heard her talk about this business on the show yet but i wish they did because then my suspicions about crystal not having her own career outside of the home and her husband would have been put to rest uh, without me having to learn this outside the show but i think maybe it will come up at the reunion because it seems to be something circulating outside the show at the moment but now crystal and dorit are recalling the last time everyone got together at kyle's holiday party where erica was confronted by the group dorit shares how it didn't seem like the right time to pounce on erica considering she seemed like a shell of herself when she walked in now crystal says she doesn't disagree with dorit but says she doesn't think any night is good to pounce on anyone but then dorit uses this as a way to bring up her feelings of her feeling of garcelle having a problem with her because garcelle seems to always be coming after dorit according to dorit Leading to a compilation of instances previously in the season when Garcelle had chimed in on Dorit talking too much, Garcelle saying Dorit will never take Sutton's side, and the last dinner where Garcelle called out Dorit for not saying to Erica what she said behind her back. Dorit says to Crystal she wants Garcelle to have the guts to state her problem to her face with her, and Crystal, Crystal actually supports Dorit bringing this up early rather than later to get before it gets out of hand before it gets kind of bigger than it needs to be now i think to read and crystal uh saying this now that they didn't want to pounce on erica at kyle's party is pretty convenient but not really tracking because we saw the entire group besides lisa renna who was at that meeting and kathy who wasn't present agree to ask erica the hard questions prior to kyle's party so i don't know if we weren't privy to something that on the show that they didn't show us or or whatnot, but the pre and post Kyle party rhetoric to me does not add up. And I see you guys, you all in the chat. So I'm going to get to you in a, in a few seconds. I just have a few more thoughts. Uh, but regarding the Garcelle confronting Derit montage, I think Garcelle actually got cut a little bit of a break because I can think of other instances where Garcelle called out Derit. one being in La Quinta where they had the race conversation at the dinner table where Garcelle asked Derit, do you only hire black people basically? And that was another instance of her kind of trying to dig at Dorit but um we'll, we'll revisit this in a second but I want to get to your live chats here oops I'm sorry I just bumped my table all right let's see what everyone is saying let's see Nastia is here good to see you Nastia thanks for being patient with my delays and the scheduling of this episode um let's see Nastia says Amelia the one dating Scott looks just like Rena and Delilah the blonde looks just like Harry and you know what? I just talked about this. I wasn't sh- not sure if you were here when I said it, but I said they looked a lot different than I, when I remember. But like I said, Lisa Renna has done her lips differently. And, you're, and the girls, I think, have done a little bit to their lips too. So they kind of match more. And I think you're right. They do kind of resemble one or the other, which is interesting. Um, I don't know how to pronounce your name, but hello. <laughs> um, Good to see you. If you S-S-K-D-N-D-N-D, I don't know what that means. But anyways, th- thank you for being here. Um, Nastia says, yep, everyone else, everyone except Sutton and Garcel are backtracking. Yeah, it's it's turning into that. And I see a lot of people around the interweb saying Garcel and Sutton are like the, the stars of the season because they're actually confronting Erica about it and they're not and confronting other people about their problems and they're not hiding from it, which is what we want from a reality show where they're supposed to be real. And Garcelle, I think her whole her whole um, uh, um, her whole brand is being real, and that's why I think she's on the real. I think that's why she's on this show, and why I like her, even though I don't always agree with her. Like I said a million times, but I think it's great that she is not holding back. Um, no problem. Okay, perfect. Um, okay, let's move on to the next scene. So we are now at Erica's house. And she is vacuuming her couch and cleaning as she shares how she hasn't lived alone in almost 30 years and that she finds cleaning like meditation. I agree with her, by the way, when I'm kind of stressed or need a little mind break, I clean or organize or do something like that. So I I relate to that. And she she says, let's be honest, if I was having great sex, these things would not be as pressing of a matter. Let me know what you think of her bringing that up. But now we have Lisa, Renna, and Kyle coming over to celebrate Kyle's birthday. But prior to Kyle joining Lisa and Erica, Lisa asks Erica how she is doing. And Erica says it is bizarre because and and shares that her lawyer actually asked her the same question recently to which she answered that she is focused on getting through all this legal stuff right now. And then she will unpack the emotional baggage in therapy later on. Lisa, before Kyle walks in, says, well, at least you still look great. But then Kyle arrives to the popping of a champagne or as a a rosé champagne bottle, excuse me. And we learn that this was taken from Tom's house as Erica was moving out when she filed for divorce. I'll have my thoughts on that in a second. But Erica says they will probably try to take it away from her. But at this point, she doesn't give a fuck. Let me know what you think about in the chat, and we'll get to it in a few seconds. But um, Kyle then opens a gift from them of a faux fur, to which Lisa confirms was not from her garage, where she has her archives of old um, outfits. And she says Kyle's a good friend, so she deserves something new from the store. Now then Kyle asks erica and lisa if they've seen any of the girls since the new year after the holiday party and they're doing this as they're eating some of the birthday cake and lisa says that she's actually saw dorit and sutton two days after kyle's dinner and shares how she thinks the girls are still nervous to be around erica at this time because they didn't actually ask erica the questions they really wanted answered And Erica was seemingly annoyed hearing that the girls still aren't satisfied yet with her answers. And so Lisa and Kyle are now telling Erica they were trying to help the other girls out and trying to help them get out what they really wanted to say. So Erica asks Lisa and Kyle, what do the other girls want to know? And Kyle says, Sutton doesn't want any legal or societal problems. To which Erica responds, how small town of her? Continuing with Erica saying, People nervous about the neighbors, what the neighbors will think, uh, is cowardice, and that she, this is not small town Augusta, Georgia. And in her confessional, Erica says, "Who fucking cares what they think about you?" Erica Erica also continues by saying it has nothing to do with you, Sutton. You think you have fear? I am the one with the fear of losing all of this. She kind of points to her whole house and whatever she has left, leading to Kyle asking if she wanted to leave the marriage for a long time. Erica says the cheating. Oops. Erica says the cheating. Um, sorry, I lost my spot. Uh, Erica says the cheating was something she discovered after leaving Yolanda Hadid's condo, where Yolanda was talking about her divorce from David. And how Yolanda told her that the boys will always protect the boys. And that night, went home. And while Tom was sleeping, she opened the phone and everything regarding his cheating was right there in front of her. Now, Kyle jokingly says that she would have strangled him in his sleep. But Erica says, well more a little more seriously what good would, have, would that have done if I didn't have all the facts Kyle then jokingly responds again I wouldn't need the facts Erica says yes she wanted to leave but how and where was the question because Erica up to that point was reliant on Tom for everything and that was when she had to make plans to become financially successful and work hard to be able to stand on her own two feet which is why she was able to leave now and not six years ago according to Erica at, in this scene so to me This scene getting more insight into Erica's previous comments regarding Yolanda and how that spurred her to look into Tom and if he is kind of cheating on her or any weird things going on and I like having more context with that because I Kind of was assuming when that came out in the La Quinta trip a few episodes back, but I'm glad that we got some more confirmation about what exactly went on. But also, Erica opening up more about how she had to devise a plan to become financially independent years ago to plan to leave now indicates Erica is that smart girl that we are led to believe she was slash is, but it still doesn't mean that she knew the inner workings of the law firm or knew the funds to her LLC were stolen. But it still doesn't mean that she won't be in trouble for not being more diligent in knowing things are going on. But I also think it can two, th- two things can be true at once. She can be a smart girl and also didn't know some things that were going on. Of course, we can all say now, well, how dumb of you to not ask these questions or not know what's going on. But clearly, Tom had the upper hand and the power in the marriage to where Erica could only do so much prior to being able to, to leave him. And so... Of course the timing we're all kind of questioning but maybe it was almost time and she was thinking about leaving anyway and then she got word of some things and kind of was the straw that broke the camel's back if you will now regarding the i'll get to your live chats in a few seconds but regarding the comments about erica's rosé from the old house i wonder if that rosé was bought with stolen funds because although it may seem like a small thing it's just a bottle of rosé champagne from my understanding everything bought with that money that was stolen, that is an object worth money that can be sold to pay back the victims, should be sold and that those funds should go back to the victims. So I immediately thought when they were drinking that rosé, it was like physically consuming victims' funds, just drinking it down their throat. And so that was just a thought of mine. Let me know what you think of that and if you thought the same thing, but I'll get to your chats in a second. And then a few other things before we talk in the live chat. On Lisa and Kyle saying they were trying to help the other girls out at Kyle's party. That is also a convenient story now, similar to what Crystal and Dereet were doing a few seconds ago. Uh, convenient story for Kyle now because it deflects from what she said behind Erica's back. And in doing so, it avoids any trouble for her with Erica until Erica either watches the show or gets word from the other girls, uh, maybe Lisa, Rena, when Kyle's not there, uh, about what they all said behind Erica's back. So. And one last thing in this scene regarding reputations at stake, why doesn't Erica care about reputations now, even though she has stated when it was only about the divorce before all this other stuff came out regarding Tom and his law firm, she stated she was worried about her reputation that all she had at that point was her good name after leaving Tom. So why can Erica be worried about her reputation, but Sutton can't? Let's get to your live chats. Okay. Let's see what everyone is saying. Um... Let's see what's going on. Oh, we froze a second. Hold on. Let's catch up. Okay, we're good. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Nastia says, "I think Tom and Erica had an understanding. He did what he wanted, and she can live with it or leave. And I think that's. I think it's, it could be just that simple. Hold on. I don't know why things are lagging. Um, I, I agree. I think it could be that simple. And unfortunately that is going to get air control because maybe i don't know from a legal standpoint but if if it's not written down somewhere that like she he is kind of ridding her of all responsibility in some legal document then i don't see how she doesn't get involved um, but if he was always having that mindset the whole time about her just being along for the ride not really contributing or him not thinking she was part of it in some way then I don't know if he would even cover that base and maybe he would want to do all these dirty things and then just pawn it off on her I don't know it seems kind of weird because it sounds like the conversations around the whole group regarding what they would sign for their husband seems like everyone was like okay I'll just sign it because I trust you and I love you so it's kind of interesting all right Nastia said I agree I really hate Erica's flippant attitude towards the victims Like when they were drinking out of the flute glasses, she said they would probably try to take that away from her too. Yes, and that's what I mentioned. And she said, after she said that, well, at this point, I don't give a fuck. That's what she said after she said what you just stated here about them trying to take it away from her too. So not very smart of her at this. You can tell the parts where she's slipping up and not being careful with her words. And I don't know if she's just kind of over it at this point or I don't know. Um... This, whoever you are, SSKD, and yeah, I'm not going to respond to those if you keep spamming me in the chat, so um, you can keep trying. <laughs> um, let's see, Nastia says, like, girl, if it was purchased with stolen money, it should be taken away and sold. Exactly. That's exactly what I said. So I think we're all on the same page with that and was not smart of her for, for doing that. So anyways, let's see here. Let's move on. All right. So. It is now the day of the Rena Beauty launch luncheon and we get another Dorit and Kyle getting ready as Kyle FaceTime Sutton scene. And what I did notice in this scene was Kyle has Sutton's name spelled wrong in her phone. Last time I checked, Sutton's last name was spelled S-T-R-A-C-K-E, not S-T-R-A-K-K-E. So I, let me know if you caught that. I I, I just happen to catch it on my... I watch episodes three times before I go live, so... Um, And this one I watched a few more times because I had a little more time to get things together and, and do better this time. But let me know what you think of that. But we then head to the finished setup in Crystal's backyard. As Lisa arrives first to her party, squealing with joy and complimenting the party planner as she shares honestly about it being a bad time to launch lip products when everyone is wearing masks. But puts a positive spin on it in that she says she always just kept going in her life and career and describes herself as a cockroach. You can't you just can't get rid of. I'm sure some of you will love and or hate that comment for a number of reasons, but I thought that was at least self-aware of her to say that. Now speaking of bugs, in her confessional a bug flew in her on her lip, allegedly, and was able to reapply and plug Rena Beauty as a result. So mm, I don't know if I believe that that wasn't a setup, but anyway. Back at the party. Crystal orders a pucker up bitch drink and Lisa orders a dancing queen drink at the bar as Garcelle, Kathy, and Kyle arrive. I'll have more thoughts on those drink names in a few seconds. Sitting under the canopy now, Lisa shares that she was so excited she could not sleep the night before and everyone is sharing about how their holidays went, where we learn Kyle's daughter, uh, Farah, her her boyfriend, brought up marriage and kids at the dinner table with the whole, all the families and all the women, including Kyle. Her boyfriend's mom and Farah were very excited to hear that that is what the future holds for them. We now have Erica and Dorit arriving as everyone is around the bar where Erica orders the drink titled "No Apologies," which the irony is not lost upon Garcelle, who in her confessional uh, does not think it was a, coincident, a coincidental, coincidental choice. By Erica in front of the group, and this is where my questions about the names of the drinks are. I wonder if the producers planted these names uh, just to kind of get us thinking a little more and kind of get Erica to to open up a little more, or choose something. I don't know. But then Sutton arrives as Erica shares her thoughts in the conf- in her confessional about not having any expectations with Sutton after learning Sutton is still worried for her own reputation. Sutton then in her confessional here. Oh my gosh, sorry. I keep hitting my keyboard sorry um in her confessional here that she may have overreacted to things going on with erica about her own personal problems with it but still doesn't like the situation and has questions still but is not going to let those things stop her from attending a lipstick launch party now sutton at the bar orders champagne and vodka mixed as garcelle and and kyle look on in horror at Sutton mixing different alcohols. Sutton then calls it a suddy Buddy Butthole drink as the producers in her confessional mistake "suddy" for Slutty, to which Sutton corrects him, of course, and they're kind of joking about it. But let me know what you think of that drink name. I've never heard of that drink name. I'm also not a big drinker. So let me know what you think of that. So now everyone is sitting down again under the canopy, raising the glass to Rena Beauty, crossing the finish line of launching in a challenging year to say the least. The toast was led by her business partner prior to the girls sitting down for lunch. Now, upon sitting down for lunch, Kyle asks Garcelle how The reel is going. The reel is the show that Garcelle is a co-host on, the panel show. And Garcelle says she likes the short commute from glam room to in-home studio, but will have to go back to the studio in Burbank very soon, which is not as fun of a commute. Now, this is where things get interesting because DeReet then says thank you to Crystal for hosting them but accidentally says Garcelle and thanking Garcelle instead leading to Dorit being able to bring up what she mentioned to Crystal a few days prior in the kitchen about her issues with Garcelle. Now Dorit blames the mix-up of names on Garcelle being on her mind a lot recently mostly for things that are bothering her to which Garcelle invites Dorit to talk about it openly at the table. Dorit then says the latest the latest jabs don't sit well with her and it feels like bullying and she wants to know what is going on and so this scene is why before we get this is where it goes to commercial but this scene is why i like sutton and garcelle a lot this season because they observe and they question everything regarding erica and just everything in general from garcelle noticing the drink choice of erica to sutton still not 100 comfortable with erica and then before we move on i check your chats as far as Lisa Renna launching her lipstick line in a mask wearing pandemic environment. I actually think it will be delayed gratification for her in a big way because now that we are kind of coming out of the mask wearing phase of the pandemic, people will know what Rena Beauty is and maybe more willing to try it as people are looking for kind of a fresh start coming out of this phase where we're all kind of looking forward to new, new exciting things. So let me get to your chats before we dive into this interesting epic, I would say. Uh confrontation between the two of them all right let's see what everyone is saying Nastia says Dorit is just mad that Garcelle called her out at the last dinner yeah and I think it's gonna go both ways in a few seconds but let me take a quick sip of water before we move on Astia continues saying everything. Garcelle was truth was the truth, and to her face, um, yeah, I can see that. But there's, I think, there's some other things going on too, but uh, underneath. But let's let's keep going on. All right, so we are at the table where Dorit says to Garcelle, "Over the last few months, I feel you have taken a lot of jabs at me." To which Garcelle says, "Tell me what jabs I may have forgotten." So it starts out pretty innocent, but Dorit starts with Garcelle commenting. She ba- she does a whole this, but commenting on Dorit taking talking a lot to which Dorit says she just dismissed as just being kind of funny or joking at first. Then Dorit shares that at the dumpling party a few weeks ago, where Garcelle claimed Dorit would never be on Sutton's side, was another one, and Dorit claimed that instance to be kind of obnoxious and rude in tone. Garcelle says, oh, I remember that one. She says, I wasn't wrong about that. Then Dorit wraps up her monologue with the recent holiday party at Kyle's where Garcelle says, I'm not wrong about that or about what I said, but go ahead. And Dorit says it takes her off guard and it almost seems like Garcelle is a bully. Now, Garcelle then quickly tries to shut that down. And in her confessional, Garcelle clarifies she was reacting to what Dorit was saying. A bully would be instigating what was going on. Now, let me know if you agree with Garcelle on her interpretation of her role in these situations. I know I heard some pre-thoughts here, but if you want to restate them in the chat, you can. Garcelle then says, bullying is a loaded word to be throwing around. Dorit asks Garcelle, why are you doing this to me? To which Garcelle says, I don't have a problem with you. But you, Dorit, hijack the moment with the group and keep talking. But if I've done that, and I know I've definitely done those things because I remember those situations you brought up. So Garcelle is saying, if I've done that, but also I do remember you saying those things. Which triggers Dorit Dar- to respond, well, it is not if I've done it, it is when I've done it. Followed by raised eyebrows from the group. Oops, hold on, There we go. Uh, raised eyebrows from the group and a pause with Dorit saying right after, right? And Garcelle kind of in a defeated tone says, yeah. And Garcelle kind of doubles down on feeling like Dorit railroads over other conversations. And so Dorit then empowers Garcelle to speak her feelings. Dorit continues by asking Garcelle, do you consider us friends? To which Garcelle responds, yes. But also continues saying what we have heard Garcelle share a few weeks ago about her feeling like an outsider in this group. I'll have my thoughts on that in a few seconds, but Lisa Renna then pipes in about her struggles with um, her friendship with Garcelle, to which Dorit continues saying, if you want to be a part of a group, a great way to do that is to be honest. Garcelle is then clear as day, again saying, I only have a problem with you when you don't let anyone else speak, and I'm not the only one who has had that problem with you, Dorit. We and us viewers know that to be true because it has come up with multiple women over over the years and especially this season. Now Garcelle again asks for clarity on what was being perceived as jabs from her. This is where Kyle then chimes in and says, Dorit thinks the way you've said things come off as passive aggressive, leading to Garcelle saying, whatever, (laughs) and continuing to display signs of just wanting this conversation to be over. Now Dorit keeps going and goes even further and is now trying to involve other girls in the group by saying, she isn't the only one who thinks this about you, Garcelle. And Dorit says she only brought it up after she became the target of Garcelle's kind of poking, prompting Dorit to list more things she has a problem with Garcelle over, including Garcelle and Kyle's issues earlier in the season and what just happened with Garcelle triggering Erica and Laquinta, garnering what I think is the most heated reaction from Garcelle to date on the show of quote-unquote fuck you with that as heads turn eyebrows raise and jaws drop from all the ladies besides the one and only kathy hilton who you see here is actually touching up her makeup up in the corner and to which dorit in her confessional now says what garcelle did to her is what she did to erica and la quinta and it's been happening over the last few months with dorit and garcelle and according to dorit garcelle pokes pokes and pokes make someone feel uncomfortable and then when garcelle is confronted goes oh i didn't know what was going on and dorit says she thinks garcelle knows exactly what she's doing and that she's doing this on purpose to get a rise out of people now back at the table garcelle says you know exactly what happened with that erica situation fuck you for bringing that up fuck you fuck you fuck you as she gets up and walks away as you see here from the table to dorit saying oh you're just going you're just going now oops What is happening? Hold on. Hold on one second. I don't know why my script just like disappeared. Hold on one second. Excuse me. Sorry. I don't know what just happened. Okay. Hold on one second. Okay, let me find my spot again, hold on. My apologies for the delay. Okay. Come on, sorry about that. Um. If she walks, okay and okay so Dorit as as Garcelle's walking away sorry that was like the height of the drama and it froze on me um she is saying oh you're just going now is that the easy way to do it or do you want to talk about it and so we go to commercial and we cut right back I'm going to give my thoughts after this scene's over because it's kind of hard to break it up but the scene continues after the commercial with Garcelle responding to Dorit's question saying I want to talk it out if you're going to be fair as she's walking up to Dereet here and you can see all the girls are kind of like, what the heck is going on? But Garcelle con- continues to defend herself in the Erica situation about Erica knowing that she did not mean it maliciously and is mad at Dereet for bringing something up that has already been worked out with the group and moved on from by the group. In particular, the girls involved in that situation with which were Erica, Garcelle, and Crystal. And so that is what happened. So Garcelle then sits back down To Crystal, trying to clarify again how Garcelle didn't hear Erica say she didn't want to keep talking about it, and about Tom calling her when she brought it up in La Quinta on their hike. Now Sutton is over in the corner, confirming kind of at the end of the table what Crystal was saying about Erica asking to not mention that. But Sutton adds, "Quote unquote" to the group, meaning Sutton thinks Erica said, "Do not mention it to the group," to what allegedly was said by Crystal, kind of repeating, but. This is where Erica quickly jumps in and said, no, Crystal, or no, Sutton. I never said, I didn't want to mention it to the group. Giving Erica this in to air out her issues with Sutton. We heard earlier in the episode when Erica and Lisa and Kyle were together celebrating Kyle's birthday at Erica's house. So Erica at the table says, you be quiet down there, Miss Small Town. I'm so worried about my motherfucking reputation. You shut up. And then she says, go ahead, Crystal, Crystal, after she just lays into to Sutton, prompting a kind of pompous uh, dismissive <laughs> giggle from Sutton giving off as if this is a joke kind of vibe over Erica just kind of laying into her. But Erica then responds to the laugh with, you can laugh all you want, girl. I can go all day with you. Sutton then responds, okay. Erica then continues with, go get another fucking legal opinion. And Sutton responds with, Oh, come, come on, don't take your problems out on me, Erica. Erica then responds again with, Don't take your problems out of me. Stop with this little act of being so worried. That small town shit is so whack. And says again, Go ahead, Crystal, continue on. But Crystal then says that the time uh, at the end of the walk in La Quinta was a private moment, to which Dereet says to Crystal, You felt it and you read it that way. Then Dereet turns to Garcelle and says, I believe you're a really smart girl, implying, that Garcelle misread the whole situation and that it's her fault that the whole situation happened with Erica and Garcelle kind of misunderstanding each other. Garcelle then quickly says, You are not going to pin that on me. Stop inserting yourself in things you weren't there for. Leave the problems you have with me at just the jabs you think I made at you. Do not bring anyone else into this. This leads to kind of a passive aggressive exchange of comments from Dorit about, I wouldn't want to belabor the point and not wanting it to come back months later as the problem we have, the reason we have problems, and Garcelle's kind of like, really, you're making light of this now? So, we're coming to the end of the altercation where Kyle tries to interject to fix things by saying, maybe we should learn from this and just be more direct with each other. Garcelle then says, you know what, I hear you loud and clear, next time I will say it straight to your face. Dorit says, it just feels kind of shitty sometimes when you do it the way you did. The scene ends with lisa renna saying she is happy they are able to talk about it kyle makes fun of the scene then from years ago where lisa said that one one that line in her confessional that's become kind of iconic which is her taking a sip of a drink and said oh you better believe i'm going to talk about it and so that's this scene that they flash back to of lisa renna but before we get into your live chats i wanted to share my thoughts on this whole situation which is i think it is interesting that Garcelle was triggered by the word bully, but has no problem accusing people of basically being racist. And I do think Dorit did highlight a flaw of Garcelle's in the scene of being able to dish it but not being able to take it, which is why she reacted, Garcelle reacted angrily to Dorit in this situation and kind of tried to storm him off very emotionally to Erica calling her out in La Quinta. Um, but this is probably where the chat and I are going to disagree a little bit because I know I just heard some of your pre-comments to this um, scene but I also agree with Dorit though in the way it comes across with Garcelle as poke kind of poking people and being surprised when it comes back to you you're back to her but I also don't think if Garcelle had ill intent with that um, I don't think she's had ill will intent with that but it may just be her approach, Garcelle's, which I don't want Garcelle to change who she is. So in that case, maybe it's just two people that just don't yeah. see eye to eye on on the way things are gone and they just misunderstand each other. But I also agree with read about Garcelle needing to speak up about her feeling like an outsider with the group because how are they supposed to know that she has these feelings if it's in her head? Because I said this weeks ago when Garcelle brought this up to Crystal about the Erica incident and how it was Erica or... Marcel and Crystal and Sutton and Erica or back inside and everyone else is outside and she thought there was like teams being played and she feels like an outsider. And so it's also something I relate to in general, which is sometimes I have these thoughts, situations you play out in your head and then you forget that no one else inside your head and so we forget the most important part which is sharing what's in your head out with the others that are involved to trying to hopefully solve the problem um, which if you don't do that then it leads to all these misunderstandings and the boiling point that we saw in this scene now also garcelle bringing up to re- just looking for things to have problems with with garcelle reminds me of garcelle doing the same thing with the other girls regarding a lot of in the season the race uh conversation and this where she's kind of poking and searching for things to kind of call people out on so I think it kind of works both ways in this situation and they're kind of, maybe they're more similar than we think and they're kind of just butting heads. I don't know. But on another note, now we know why the montage earlier of Dorit and Garcel problems when Crystal was having read over before the party only had those three instances of problems because we see that Dorit brought those three specific incidents up at the lunch with Garcelle. And so now I get also why they showed the disagreement earlier in the season between Kyle and Dereet regarding Dereet talking too much, because it seems to be a theme that keeps reappearing not only in past seasons, but this season and in this lunch. One more thing before I check the chat. As far as the Erica and Sutton saga, while I get Erica is trying to say, Sutton, you shouldn't be worried. If you're not involved, even though we're friends, you shouldn't be worried about things coming after you. It does come across a little bit elitist from Erica towards Sutton when she says, that is so small town of you, and this is in Georgia, and blah, 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 Even though Sutton and Erica both come from the South and from that area and bombed over that. And so Sutton is by no means a poor street dweller, comes from the ghetto type person. But that's how you know it is coming across bad when Sutton is the victim of elitist comments out of all people. So let's see what you guys think in the chat. I'm sure you have tons. Yes, oh yeah. we have tons of thoughts here. All right. Um, let's see here. Nastia is, let's read what she has to say. Dorit is just mad that Garcelle called her out last dinner. Everything Garcelle said was truth into her face. Okay, we already said that. Um, you said we can't hear you. Okay, perfect. Everything's good. Okay, I know sometimes it's, it's, live streams are so weird because sometimes it's on my end and sometimes it's like an internet thing on your phone or sometimes the stream like pauses. I've been watching streams too and that's happened, so... Hopefully everything is good in the recording, and you can always go back and watch. But Garcelle, okay, Nasty says Garcelle didn't do anything to Erica, and if she did, Erica was right there to say her piece if she needed. Dorit was losing the argument and needed to grasp at other people's straws to try and win. Plus, Crystal has said many times, many many times, to Dorit that Garcelle didn't know not to bring it up, and the fact that Dorit keeps denying and trying to make this Erica issue a thing is beyond annoying. I think Sutton learned a thing or two from Crystal taunting her, and she just laughed in Erica's face and made Erica look stupid. I think Erica thought she can make Sutton cry, but not today, Erica. But Garcelle did say it directly and to Dorit's face. It's not like Dereet caught ta- Dorit caught talking shit behind her back. Yeah, and. Yes, and I think that's the part about Carcel that I like is she's very direct, even though it does like sometimes come across a little harsh or maybe you take it a certain way. Um, but uh, yeah, what else did you say? Let me make sure. Uh, yeah, I think and Garcelle obviously and Erica squashed the beef right away, and it seems like they're kind of moving on from this. Uh, and also the fact that Crystal has to keep reiterating this, and everyone confirms Crystal's telling the truth. It's like you're right, Dorit was kind of trying to f- find everything and a reason to um, to to get back at at Garcelle. But um, yeah, it's it's interesting. But I also I kind of like I said before I kind of agree with Dorit in that sometimes it does come across a, an interesting way, and it is kind of a don't dish it if you can't take it kind of situation. So. I kinda see both sides on this, but um, I think Dorit is kind of making a little bit of bigger little bit of a bigger issue out of it than it needs to be. So let's keep going here. And okay. Let me take a quick sip of water actually, so I don't so I finish. All right, we're back. So now we are at Kathy Hilton's house, where Kyle is coming over to catch up with her, where we get to meet Kathy's dog, Muffy, as they head into the dining room, where Kathy is going to be hosting the girls for another dinner party in a few days, where Kathy says that her version of a Dorit outfit is a tablescape. So the sisters then sit in the other room. For lunch on fancy tv trays reminiscent of how they grew up with their mom which leads to conversation about the rocky times between them during kyle's tv show in the years prior uh, about their lives growing up too and or the tv show was about their lives growing up and before that though they recap the lisa lips party where kathy is filled in by kyle with the parts she missed as she was fixing her makeup at the table which was the kind of the important part of the of the um of the fight that we just laid out But we also learned that there was a lipstick reader psychic lady that came to the after party they called it um, that we didn't see previously and there she read Kathy and Kyle's lipsticks their lips on the, the paper where the psychic said that she their mom doesn't want to be between them anymore. But Kyle then says in this scene that the lipstick reader apparently Googled all their names prior to coming, and American Woman is the first thing that pops up with Kyle and and Kathy. So the psychic obviously focused on that because she wanted to give a good reading. But Kathy then shares she was worried about the scrutiny that that show would bring to their family and specifically what Lida would paint their mom in. And Kyle shared it uh, made problems worse for them And the problems that had already been stemming from Mauricio starting his own real estate business after breaking off working for Rick Hilton, who is Kathy's uh, husband. And they rehash in this scene how the problem was really Kyle not talking to the other sisters about the show before they did it, because it was about their mom and their life growing up. Now, after a commercial break, we pick up again with Kathy and Kyle, where Kyle is clarifying it was not a biopic of her mom. And if it was, she would not have done it. Kathy then makes a great point that anything in the show is associated with them and their mom, even if the show is very loosely based on their life, because it's a headline. Considering the players in today's, the players involved in the family in today's society are very prominent and very clickable as far as news goes. That is why she was concerned about it. Kyle then shares um, in her confessional how hurtful it was to be excluded from family events all those years during the time where kyle was not talking to kim or kathy we also learned of a recent trip with kathy rick kyle and mauricio in santa barbara and how things feel like normal with them again and they kind of seem to be on the other side of a lot of those issues now in her confessional kathy shares the hardest part for her about the 10 years where they weren't talking as much was them not being together and she feels it was a waste of time looking back and a lot of lost time with each other as you see here she was getting emotional but you can't really tell because her face doesn't move but anyways um so the scene ends with kind of a humorous moment as it always does with the sisters and, and Kathy in particular which is that the light bulb in the lamp next to them kind of flickered and went out even though Kathy says it's a new lamp and a new light who knows if that was real or not but they're kind of blaming it on their mom saying that her spirit is there kind of Um, letting her know that she's watching and listening but before we get into the preview for next episode i wanted to say i enjoyed this scene a lot and i always enjoy the scene with the sister with the sisters because it was real and addressing things with kathy present that at this point we have only heard kyle's perspective on on the show and it is good to me that they are able to hash out their problems and move on for the good of their marriages for the good of the business and their children and so let me know what you thought of this sister scene but also I think it was important for them to reflect on the effects of loss of that, of the people in your family that are kind of the glue that holds it together and kind of what that effect has on the family. So I thought I liked that they showed a very extended scene of this and maybe they'll show more of this. But next episode sees DeReet and I'll get to your chats in a few seconds, so leave your comments as I'm reading this. But next episode sees DeReet modeling outfits for P.K., Sutton saying the divorce between Erica and Tom seems a little fishy after Kyle presses her about the rumors about it being a sham divorce. Kathy is then in a small group of girls, it looks like it's Kathy, Darcell, Crystal, and Erica uh, sharing about Sutton being from a more conservative background and Erica saying, quote, you should feel lucky people even know who the fuck you are. And I have a feeling that's a little more overblown. I think she might be just saying that in general about any of them. But anyways, we'll see next week. And then Cass, Kathy is hosting all the women women for a dinner where Erica is being pushed again by the girls and Sutton where it seemed to get quite aggressive. But we will have to wait until Wednesday night to find out what exactly happens in the full context that they want to show us on this show. So let's get to your chats um all right let me know what you think of your or let me know in the chat what you think as i'm finishing up here but if you liked this episode so far and you're still here and make sure to give it a thumbs up or a rating or a rumble wherever you are watching or listening especially if you're in the replay and if you want to continue the conversation in the chat in the main comment section that'll be open uh right after we're done here Also, if you liked what you saw here and you wanna make sure you get informed of the other episodes that I have coming up, make sure to subscribe wherever you're watching slash, slash listening. And if you would like notifications via my free email list, you can sign up in the description box of this episode and in the about section of the channel. And before next time, make sure to click around the channel and in the description box for more content from me while we are waiting for the next time to come together. So let me know any last minute thoughts, questions, concerns, comments in the chat here on YouTube, and then I will wrap up in a few seconds. Um, if you didn't know already, I go live on YouTube for these live recap and recaps and reacts along with other news topics and live news chats, whether it's a premiere of a video or live um, throughout the week. And I also upload on... The replays are available on YouTube and on Rumble and on podcasting platforms, which you can find on my website and the the email list in the description box down below where you get emailed the links to everything. So with that being said, I'll give you a few more seconds as I take a sip of water to leave anything in the chat and then we'll we'll, uh, wrap up. All right. It looks like we're all good here. Thank you so much for the the very robust conversation. And of course, like I said before, comment where you can. We can continue it in the main comment section. But I appreciate everyone for showing up. Thank you, Nastia, for being here. Thank you, everyone else who came to the live chat. And I will talk to you very soon. Bye-bye.